The man in the raincoat stepped from a white van and hobbled down the wet sidewalk, carrying an object Irinia Melanchek couldn't identify. I see him. Irinia kept fighting to hold the image. The white flickering had become terribly intense, and she struggled against the fragmentation. Tell the others it's Baltimore. He's somewhere near a park. Is it a boss? Like black oil oozing through the vision, Dr. Epstein's smooth voice had seeped back into her consciousness. It is. I'm with him now. He's limping, just as you said. He waits for a cab to pass, crosses the street. He approaches a brick apartment building. Irinia felt weightless in the darkened room as she floated naked in the saline solution. Her sole contact with the sides of the tank was a perforated cushion at the nape of her neck, which contained EEG and bundled eidetic electrodes that pumped Formula 15 to her hypothalamus. He's holding something. Irinia focused on the hands. A briefcase. No, something fat. You mean bulky? Yes. What is it? I'm sorry. I don't recognize... A suitcase? No, with big handles, round. A man's hoarse voice cut through the intercom from one of the surrounding glass-enclosed chambers. I see it, too. It's a bowling bag. Yes, thank you. Irinia felt relieved. Her transference was being read successfully by the support group. She let the close-up image of the bag go and was again with a boss, ambling along the wrought iron railing that lined the sidewalk. He passes a young boy now. The child begs for money. Abbas brushes past. He's nearly to the stairs. Can you see any house numbers? Gray metal on brick. One, five, two. She paused. 1526. A woman's voice interjected over the speaker. Yes, you have it. Oh, no. Irinia winced as the vision shook, shattered, and came together again. The image is splitting. Epstein's soothing voice. Simply a bit of synaptic dissonance, Irinia. Hold on. I'm going to give you another CC. My head hurts. Readings are up a bit, doctor, along with the heart rate. Though only inches away, Nurse Haupt's voice seemed to travel from some great distance, as if she were speaking over a strand of fine wire. You're okay, Irinia, Epstein said. Just focus on your subject. Describe him. Low hairline, a mustache, very dark. The eyes are like holes in his face. Lock that for me. I'm going to capture it. Irinia's brow furrowed as she concentrated on the man's features. For a few seconds, she heard the hum of the tachistoscopic scanner in the corner. Once the image had been reproduced, she relaxed and released her concentration on the likeness. Swept away from the close-up, she again traveled back to live action. He's inside now, going up the stairs. It's a dirty place. He's on the second floor. Irinia's point of view hovered just behind the tufts of curly black hair that furled over the back of a boss's gray collar, a common vantage point to the trancer when visuals were picked up through the occipital lobe. As a boss dropped his gaze, Irinia's perspective shifted. He has a key to a room. Now he enters.
a light bulb without a shade. No furniture. He reaches out and shakes hands. There's someone there? Yes, a middle-aged man wearing glasses. Long hair? Epstein asked. Yes, gray, I think, Irinia said. My God, that could be Rahid. Can you view him? It's too dim. He's taking the bag and he's turning away.